Ahoy! I'm Bud Cadell, and this is a Budlet, a short answer to a good question. Daniel Souza on Twitter asks, what could be a good org design exercise to elicit roles? And also, any recommendations for designing matrix structures? First part of your question, what's a good org design exercise for roles? We call it Roll Call. It's really simple. Basically, grab yourself some index cards, sit with your team around a table, and as an individual, try to answer the question, what do I need from other people at this table to do my job well? And for each individual person in each individual need, you create one index card. So for example, if I have my teammates, Kim and Paula from our LA team around the table with me, for Kim, I might write Kim in the corner of an index card and write deep dives on organizational psychology, because I always need those from Kim. I'm always interested in, in deeper views on a specific topic. So that would be something I need from Kim. I'd write that on a card. I'd hand it over to her. For Paula, I'd write down editor, because she's my editor. Anytime you've, you've read anything I've written, it's because it's gone through Paula's uh, immense editing skills. So I would write editor next to Paula, and I'd hand that card over to her. We'd continue to do this for all of our needs, and then each of us would take that stack of index cards for ourselves, start to collate it, get a sense of like, oh, I think I, I kind of hold like five to seven roles on this team and I might give them this name. And by then sharing back, we can get a sense of um, if someone has too many roles on their plate or if there's duplication or crossover, that's when we can have conversations about what do we do about that? Should someone, should one person on the team hold those roles or is it okay if we split it up across a couple people? What's the process then to do the work effectively? So it's called Roll Call. It's incredibly simple, um, deceptively so even. It's actually, it's a very telling exercise in a lot of organizations. So I've probably run Roll Call 10 to 15 times with different clients, and five of those times it's completely failed. Uh, it's a really fascinating, out of like all the tools in our toolbox, this one can break often. And it's funny because we've worked very hard to make the exercise itself simple, so when it starts to break with a team, that actually tells us more about the team than the exercise. Um, that tells us this is a team that actually isn't that collaborative because, or this is a team that is full of leaders who come from very traditional schools of management where they're like, this is confusing. I just want to, I would just want like, what's my job description? Someone write me like the job description I would get if I were to get hired for this position. I don't want to think about what I need from others and what they need from me. And so doing roll call has told us so much about organizations, even when it fails. It's fun to try. I would try it with your team before you try it with any like client or anything like that to get it right. But again, grab yourself some index cards, put your team around a table, just answer the question, what do I need from people at this table to do my job? Your second question about matrix structures. There's a ton I can say about structures actually um, you know, we talk about with any department or team, the levers for ways of working and for performance could be anything from the people on the team, which has a huge impact on team performance. It could be the process of how work is done, which also has a huge impact on, on the overall work. And then there's structure. And structure actually is, is a lever that we pull all the time. We love to rewrite org structures as managers, but actually is like the weakest lever of all three inside an organization, inside a team. But it comes, you know, every once in a while you do have to really think about structures. And so specifically matrix structures um, are some combination of either a functional structure, like breaking a company down by marketing, design, product, 
or a combination of procedural structures, whether that's like actually breaking down the process of how it works gets done. Like in Hollywood, you'd have pre-production, production, post-production structures, or it's a it's a combination of divisional structures. So like by customer segment geography, different business units inside the organization. And I can think of one um, client that we've worked with who is matrixed in three ways, which is by region, by discipline, and by product. And for people who work in that organization, it's very unclear who you report to. It's very unclear who helps you grow. And when a product or a project fails, it's very murky about who owns that failure. Um, when there's a success, it's very clear that everyone owns that success. But in, and especially when there's a failure, it's very unclear who owns that and who should take lessons from that. So if you're, if you're really committed to a matrix structure, and there's lots of reasons why you might want to use it, it helps balance decision making. Um, for example, and it helps share resources. You just have to be very clear. Think from the perspective of someone who works inside that organizational structure and be very clear about roles and reporting lines and be very clear in the process of how projects work, who owns those failures, who owns successes, who's measuring, and, and what should happen when a learning has occurred. So that's it. Thank you, Daniel. Um, if you have questions for me, hit me on Twitter at bud underscore Cadell and I'll create a new budlet. Thank you. Mm -hmm.